Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. The king is in his 30s, you would guess. Wow, young for a king. What have you put within that box that is so dangerous? Guys, we left the crystal in the freaking box. <laughs> Your Highness, the crystal is perfectly safe since that is a consecrated vault. To be totally honest, we forgot the crystal was in there. It was an honest mistake. We would never put you in harm's way. This is an opportunity. We could let the king know about the cult. Your kingliness. An evil cult is making people into zombies. These papers are the encoded work of a spy for Vorinold. If you find further information, bring it to Vel Silverstock. Very Vel. Who wants to find and interrogate Alshaz? I've definitely got some questions for him. Let's go track him down. Rysenth himself opens up. Oh, you're back. Oh, we are. You wouldn't happen to have any of that tasty fruit juice from before, would you? That depends on what brings you here. The business of saving the world. Didn't you already address that last time? Yeah, we we tried to save the world and it didn't work, so we're trying again. We're readdressing it. Yeah. There's a lot wrong with the world, so need saving on the weekly. All right, all right. <laughs> Come inside, have a seat. He closes the door behind you. We make ourselves comfortable. He sits down. He doesn't bring any drinks. Okay. I just oh, I just sit and stare at him and don't say anything. <laughs> so what's this about saving the world? Uh, Vel Silverstock. You know him? Of course you do. You work for him. He's your boss. We need to talk to him. Why do you need to talk to him? Uh, about that crystal thing. We understand the king has put him in charge of seeing the crystal situation handled, and we would like to check up on his progress and see if there's any way we can help. Uh, well, he has put me in charge of dealing with the crystals, since I was the one who initially encountered them. Wow. Okay. It really does flow downhill, as they say. So the king puts Vel in charge, and Vel puts you in charge. Well, what have you done to remedy the situation, Mr. Cloudon? We've done some investigating into what exactly those crystals are. Uh, we're still waiting on full reports. You mean a full report like this? And I take out the report that we got from the Alchemist Guild. And then when, if he, like, leans over and tries to read it, I, like, pull it away. <laughs> you shake it a little bit. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> You'd this like looks, this, wouldn't this, you? Yeah, this looks so, tasty to you. Where did you get that? The Alchemist Guild. Where else? Hmm. We did some investigating of our own. Wasn't cheap. At our own expense, yes. Thank you, Tokus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you might have to help us in funding this research. If you want to peek. You took that step on your own. I didn't ask you to do that. We've sent our crystal samples off to be analyzed by a nearby mages association in a neighboring village. Oh. Uh, well. Hmm. And we can't help the fact that we're doing your job for you. Uh, this report contains very sensitive and informative data on the makeup, content, and purpose of those crystals. And we would like to share it with you, but... You got to promise to tell us what can be done. Give us a piece of the action. Yeah, we want we want in. Since we're still waiting on our further reports, I haven't yet made big plans. I have a few few ideas in the works to be ready for various things that might come up with the results. But I suppose if your reports prove useful, I could agree to include you in future plans. Just to be clear, we're talking about business plans. Yes, uh, if you're in need of future work that you need to hire someone out for? 
Yes, I am authorized to make hiring decisions. Well, if it would be beneficial to our future partnership, I think we could certainly share the research with you. Yeah, I think the king would look favorably on our partnership when he hears about it from us, since we're like total besties now, by the way, did I mention? <laughs> we just left there. It's not really a big thing. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just over chilling at the crib earlier today, right. like as in the castle, you know, Ormog Castle, Inept Castle, that one. Good old Ormy, as we call him. Yep. <sighs> really? You don't seem like the type that would be seen with the king. Or that the king would be seen with. Well, we were seen, all right. Yeah, I actually took pictures, as you can see. <laughs> we got a selfie with the king. And it's like a sketch <laughs> that you secretly made. Yeah, that didn't happen. Did you ever ask the king for his autograph before I we left? I did not ask oh, him for the autograph. No. You got cold feet? Uh, well, uh, I thought about doing it, and I had a change of heart. Yeah, yeah. It's like meeting a celebrity, and you're you're so nervous about meeting them that you forget to that you <laughs> right. like, get cold feet about asking them for for something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of you talked me out of it. Yeah, really? that's probably to be honest. <laughs> probably, I'm almost positive you talked me out uh, of that. <laughs> like, no, just just let's go. I think I kind of burned that bridge when I made him open the thing with the crystal and accidentally almost assassinated it. Yeah, we shouldn't let Clouda know that we nearly killed the king. So, <laughs> no. yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to go into that detail. What we're trying to say is. Uh, we would be happy to share this information with you. We would just like to get a little slice of the pie, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we'd like to guarantee business ventures uh, in the future. You should go through us instead of an alternative, if possible. We're talking a money pie. A pie made of money. That's right. Just straight gold <laughs> to eat. I believe I already said that I would keep you in mind for future operations. I believe you said that too. Thank you, Mr. Clouden. Now, I would uh, really appreciate that fruit juice, because it's a hot one out there. Let <laughs> me tell you. Woo! It's a scorcher. I'm sweating in my boots. <laughs> I mean, the, the king, you know, the king's got the finest there is, but man, I'll tell you, there's something about that, that concoction you make. Just hits me in the right spot. Mm. I, uh... Yeah, I really, I really love your drink making skills. Yeah, but maybe we shouldn't make a habit of this. I think, I think you're starting to annoy Mister Mister Clouden. We wouldn't want to do that with our new business partner, right, Aslo? That's true. We'll go, we'll go refresh ourselves with some uh, some drinks at the market after this. Shaba. If you could just give me the recipe real quick so that I can try I thought you already it. know the recipe. Didn't you roll a 20 on that? Oh, like, yeah, that's right. I, I just knew it off the top of my head because I rolled You know so it well. down to the molecular level, I yeah, thought. that's true. <laughs> All right, never mind. We don't need anything more from you, Mr. Clouden. Not nothing. We do need some things, as we just discussed. Please notify us when you have something for us to do. Did we drop a business card? He, he has our information. Oh, okay. Yeah, he found you the first time. So, all right, I expect to be receiving my full report within the next few days, although this will give me a head start and I'll be able to compare the two and see if there's any... Discrepancies. ...interesting differences or additional information that we can glean from this. Very well. And I'll let you know when I have some plans, but of course, if you're otherwise engaged, I'm going to be continuing on with my current workers. Fair enough. Just uh, hit us up. Have a wonderful afternoon. And you as well. And we leave. So we're walking out at this point? Yeah. I whisper to Shaba, did you really have to ask about the freaking fruit juice again? <laughs> Dude, 
Okay, was that not like some of the best fruit juice you've ever had? Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. It was really good. Yeah, how how often are we going to be at Rice and Clouden's house? Come on. You got to seize the day <sighs> right. while you have the opportunity. All right, Chava. It's just being on poor terms with people that we need to work with or diplomats or... I mean, like, you almost killed the king. That just happened. <laughs> yeah, let's tone that down a little bit. Let's let's not use those words to describe that situation. <laughs> we should not use king and kill in the same sentence and while we're in the city. Let's just say that I inadvertently put the king's safety at risk, maybe. I like that sentence <laughs> a lot better. Okay. I'll, I'll try to remember that the next time I want to talk about it, Shaba. <laughs> <laughs> You do have a perfect memory, Toka, so... Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I remember all the terrible things that we've done. Yeah. Uh, can we post up somewhere near the singing Selkie so that we can watch the approaches? Ooh, let's do a stakeout. Yeah. yeah, like from the street. I mean, it'd be really epic if we were just, like, standing on the dock as he, like, approached. Yeah, either that... Yeah. Or we go clandestine and we hide out in an alley and kidnap him before he gets back to the ship. Either way, I'm good. We're gonna put a bag over his head. Yeah, why not? Just put a little, uh, put a little fear of God in him, fear of Kavaki. And then we'll, we'll like, we'll like put uh, some sort of like conical device over the candle, and then we'll hold it up to his face, and we'll ask shine him, shine it right into his eyes. Yeah, shine it right into his eyes and say, "Where is she?" Oh wait, that's not what we're supposed to ask you. <laughs> right, right. Different universe. Where's the Svagan? Where are you? Who do you work for? <laughs> What's your deal? So I want to spend the, the day, uh, Thane, I'm going to spend the day working on some sort of device to like turn the candle into like an interrogation light. Yeah, spotlight. Perfect. Yeah, spotlight. Perfect. <laughs> so I'll work, on, I'll work on that. Okay. Again, I could just like cast light. It's a cantrip, so, you know. <laughs> You can just do that instead. Yeah, but it's not as intimidating if like we have to hold it up to his face. <laughs> oh, you want to cast light on the device I'm making? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm just on any object, then you hold that up into his face. It's probably brighter anyway. So I need to go to the market. I need to buy a lens and some metal scraps. That sounds good. And that way he can't see our faces with the light shining in his eyes. Exactly. And we can't let him know it's us. So we'll have to disguise our voices. Maybe we should have Aslo do it in a disguise. Even without him being able to see us, if we somehow managed to interrogate him without him knowing that it's us, I would be very, very surprised. <laughs> One giant and two of, like, toddlers. <laughs> yeah. He's going to know it's us. Wait, we could enact Plan D. That's the plan where I stand on top of Aslo's shoulders and we put a cloak over us and we oh, become... Oh, yeah, you get a really long coat. Yeah, we're human-sized <laughs> because, let's see, you're three feet tall. We're basically like a tall human. Yeah. Or you stand you stand on Aslo's shoulders and then Stripey sits on your shoulders and it's his face poking out of the cloak. <laughs> and all three of us stand on, on your shoulders, Shabba. <laughs> yeah. So we're like ten feet tall. Well, actually, Aslo, you should get on my shoulders because I'm more strong. That's true. And I probably would ruin the negotiations. We'd be like a 14 foot tall, badger headed person. <laughs> That's terrifying. With a tiny rodent head. <laughs> Shabba, you think I'm joking, but I actually think this is the perfect plan because we he'll know from our profile if it's us if we have two short and one tall person but if we have just one normal sized person <laughs> all right so plan d it is all right let's do it oh d d for doppelganger <laughs> that's why it's d so you're just gonna sit there with aslo on your shoulders for like hours just like sweating and <laughs> oh it shouldn't take that long <laughs> well he said he expects him to stay the night over shore on shore and then come back in the morning is that what he said uh, yeah he'll be back in the morning okay 
So yeah, we gotta wait out the night. We won't have to don the disguise until we've located him, Shaba. Okay. Yeah, we'll wait wait in a dark alley. Once we see him approaching, uh, Shaba, you grab Tokus and put him on your shoulders, and then you grab me and put me up on top of him, mm-hmm. and then I'll have uh, Stripey in my arms, and I'll put him on top of my head. Okay. Sounds and good. we'll use the uh, the tent, your tent uh, canvas. As oh our cloak. yeah, as the cloak that'll work perfectly. Perfect. Fifteen foot long. Yeah. Why yep. do we? Why do we need to involve <laughs> Stripey in this? It should just be me. Because if it has the head of a badger, it'd be that much more terrifying. <laughs> I know, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't you be freaked out if someone approached you in a dark alley and their head was the size of a like a tennis ball and it looked like a rodent? <laughs> Come on, man. All right, guys. Let me revel with you here for a moment. I thought I had a good idea. We've talked about Plan D before. You remember? I thought that's what we. Were, I thought we were doing Plan D. It wasn't Plan D is in decoy. It's not Plan B is in Badger Shaba. Okay, all right. This so is Plan D is in. We're we're, just, we're you know. okay. So so each by that logic, each plan is doing the exact same thing, just with a different person's head on top. That's why we didn't go with Plan A because it was me. And it wouldn't have worked at all. It wouldn't have worked at all, Chaba. Yeah. We, we really should have Aslo because he has an acting career, right? He went to college. Right. He should be able to impersonate a different person. I'll bet you Aslo's intimidate check is off the chains. It's uh, pretty pretty baller, yeah. So so let's do that. We'll sleep in an alley, which is only one step up from Aslo's house. Really? Or, well, I guess it's a step down, but who's counting? Um, so we'll do that and uh, take turns keeping watch on the streets surrounding the, the dock where the ship is. Well, that's going to be your job because you're not, you're not part of the interrogation. Like, you're going to keep watch for us, right? Not all night. Um, but I will wake you up if I'm on watch and I see him because you guys need time to get into your disguise. See, okay, and I, and I like draw out like, uh, yes, I'm going to spend a piece of paper to do this. So I'm going to draw out a plan. <laughs> uh, but but to, I I like point at the ground. I'm like, Tokus, there's dirt on the ground. You can just oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I take that. a stick. I find a stick. Don't waste company resources. <laughs> <laughs> so I take a stick and I, I uh, draw out like a perfect example of the docks area, like down to like the little details and the wood and the planks and the Some anyway. Kiara Skura shading. Yeah, right. You guys like sit there and watch me do this, and you're like, "Can you just get to the point?" Like an hour, and then like by the time you're done, it's dark and we can't see it. <laughs> and I'm like, Tokus, I don't know what that is. I can't see anything. I can't see it. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll use my spotlight that uh, Aslo has cast light on. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. And we all have our designations, and I have like lines drawn. Uh, Shaba, like you're going to circle around myself and Aslo. We're good, we're going to be suited up, right? We're going to be in the cloak, and he's going to do like an impersonation of uh, one of the spirits of like you know Christmas past. Okay, I'm with you. Does that make sense, Aslo? So I need you to think Grim Reaper. That's your that's your inspiration. That's your angle. Okay, I can do that. I'll need to meditate for at least ten minutes before we do this. Okay. All right. So what do you think of my plan? Uh, it's it's great. Instead of having like three or four of us to surround him, we only have two, which is perfect. <laughs> so I think it'll it'll go off without a hitch. We were going to hold him up with a sword. And it'll be a wobbly sword, because Asla will be on your shoulders. So. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All but right, I think he'll just be scared. This is definitely the way to go. No question. Well, uh, if that plan doesn't work, why don't you have your bow at the ready? And we'll also cloak you as well. So it'll be like the cloaked bandits. We'll approach him from either side with our swords, and then if he isn't scared of that, then I'll take out my bow and... 
Yeah, exactly. We'll do a pincher attack, right? We'll 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 get him. We'll start talking to him. He's going to stop. You're going to come up from behind and do the whole like. Yeah, don't turn around or you know. I'll- yeah, you, you poke your sword into his back so he knows that it's there. Or I'll gut you like a fish. Just to double check, we're sure we don't want to do the single fifteen foot tall person. Person instead, yeah, yeah, because uh, that is an option. It is. I, I mean, this is—you're the leader, Aslo. So I was just merely suggesting a plan that took about two hours for me to finish drawing and explaining. Well, I didn't know what you were going to do. If you had just set it up front, I would have would have stopped you already. I just feel like, yeah, I feel like a 15 foot tall, badger headed person would be very intimidating to run into in a dark alley. Wouldn't that even be more unstable? Well, sure, but so because any you should know this anytime you add another person on top of the shoulders of yet another person, it gets less stable. <laughs> all right, let's just pass the night and find Alshaz, all right? We're going all right. We're going you you guys in one cloak and me in another. Me and Stripey in another, but Stripey's head will be next to mine coming out of the hood. So it'll be like, like a two-headed giant with a one rodent head. <laughs> Okay, that's perfect. Are you staying in the same alley together, or where are you all staying? Uh, We'll stay in adjacent alleys. Across from each other, you mean? Yeah. Well, we can talk via spellcasting, right? Mm -hmm. Aslo can, yeah. I can whisper to you, yeah. I can cast spells now, actually, but nothing that's relevant. Oh, wait. That's not true. Um, I can cast... uh, What can I cast? I think I failed ranger level one. I need to retake it. (laughs) <laughs> I can cast I think you ended up going to speak with animals Speak with right? animals, yeah So if I'm awake, then I can speak with Stripey And be like, go over and bite Tokus on the ear to wake him up That's true uh, Please don't do it that way <laughs> Could you give him like a different command? I will say, go over and make one of them awake somehow And Stripey will do the rest No, 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 you need to be very specific, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Otherwise right. he'll start peeing on us Yeah, yeah see <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's anything I can really do to... Yeah, he's not litter box trained. Yeah, just because I can speak with him doesn't mean I can't change his whole personality. Yeah. I mean, you could ask him to kindly come over and nudge us. You know, Stripey, he doesn't do kind. That's just not his thing. (laughs) Either way, each pair of people can, or badgers, can trade off uh, taking watch, so... Okay. All right, so we do it that way. We get... Adjacent alleys, like, sort of within sight of each other, or message range, I guess, for Aslo, mm-hmm. and then walking range for Stripey. And we'll wait it out. Okay. So, same watch order as usual. So, Tokus, or Aslo, then Tokus, then me. So, the night winds on, the dock workers gradually disperse as the taverns get more and more rowdy, and then that noise dies down as the first rays of light begin to rise... Shortly after dawn, when it's still fairly dark, Shaba, you're on watch, and you see, you are pretty sure, is Alshaz, walking along the shore, heading towards the docks. He's about 100 feet away when you spot him. All right. Um, I will kneel down to Stripey, and I will cup his tiny rodent face in my hands, <laughs> and I will begin to speak to him in a magical way. That allows him to know what I'm saying. Somehow. Some way, because I'm now level two, I can do this. <laughs> I'm now communicating with Stripey on a deeper level than I've ever done before. And I think it's kind of a special moment for the two of us. Because we can really <laughs> understand. Like, he's always been able to understand me. 
but not in a badgery way. <laughs> but now, that's all changed. And so I say, All right, you wild spirit. <laughs> you, you patchwork gypsy. The fate of us all now rests upon your <laughs> tiny, mustelidian shoulders. Go and summon our brethren. For now is the time that we rise to find out what the heck that no good scoundrel is up to. Now go, and I release him. Does he say anything back? Do you want me to be stripey, or do you want to be stripey also? Since um, <clears throat> I feel like I should probably be stripey. Do you have a voice ready for him? Um, no, I'm just going to use my regular <laughs> voice. This is our first chance to hear what, what he's been thinking this entire time. He looks up at me and he says... <sighs> Shut up, I hate you. <laughs> You're so annoying. But I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and he wanders off into the through the alley. It was a warm, that was a warm moment. <laughs> it was. Tender. I shed a tear. And you wake up, uh, Aslo, you wake up to something furry brush, brushing your cheek. <laughs> and you open your eyes and you, it's not what you want to be seeing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Stripey's there, and uh, he's summoning you. He nudges you. So you wake up with Stripey's soft caresses. <laughs> Why are you so nice to Aslo? <laughs> and you look off, and you, after a moment, you also spot Alshaz walking towards the docks. Okay, I shake Tokus awake. <laughs> Rutabaga. <laughs> Chihuahua. <laughs> oh, I was Tokus, dreaming. What were, what were you dreaming about? Hey, listen, the, uh, he's coming. Get ready. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Here, I have to hop on your shoulders. Stand up. All right, uh, there's a crate over there. Why don't we use that? Sounds good. I didn't, I didn't think this through. <laughs> this wasn't part of the plan D. Okay, so you climb up onto the crate and then down onto his shoulders and put on... A big cloak. Yeah. <laughs> and I put on my thing, my tent cloak, and put Stripey on my shoulder so his face is peeking out. And we converge on Alshaz from opposing directions. Everyone make your stealth checks. Okay. Hmm. Aslo, stop, stop wobbling so much. I have to, <laughs> we have to stay steady. I have an itch. Sorry. Well, technically, do I make a stealth check since I'm riding on his shoulders? <laughs> That's a good question If I do say so myself Yeah, it is It's a very good question Say, in order to not rustle around the cloak so much As you're struggling to stay balanced <laughs> Alright uh, I got an 8 Do we, like, average the two because we're one person right now? Because I got a 17 <laughs> I also received an 8 So, like, we have, like, a really solid bottom but a wobbly top? <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> It's more like you're just occasionally letting out small gasps or like, <laughs> as you try to keep your balance what, what, whoa. <laughs> um, oh you also had disadvantage on the stealth tokus because of your armor Ooh, oh no so I gotta roll another huh yeah well well then actually I got a 14 was he wearing armor though if he was sleeping uh, oh I never took it off well no we've said that you you take your armor off when you sleep so yeah you're not wearing your armor oh, okay yeah, we, that's our default. Yeah, so your armor is in the alley. Well, I hope we don't fight, because I don't have my <laughs> armor on. All right. Yeah. So, Tokus is decently stealthy, and Aslo doesn't have too much to worry about, since he's not the one making most of the movements. However, Shaba, you're coming up behind him, and you see Alshaz stops when you're about 20 feet away, holds there for a second, and then quickly reaches down to his belt 
draws his knife and turns back towards you. Who are you? What do you want? Hello there, friend. Calm yourself. It's just me. A friendly giant with two two heads. <laughs> I've come to say hello and be nice to you. I don't think I've ever seen an Etten in the city before. Ah, uh, giant <laughs> joke. I get, I get it. Asla, we'll come up behind him. We need to support Chava. Well, that's up to you. I don't have any control of that. You go for it. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to come up. Behind, we're going to switch roles. I'm going to come up behind Alshaz instead. Yeah, Tokus is peering out the crotch of their, <laughs> cl- of their double cloak <laughs> to see what's going on. Shava, make a deception check to see if you can actually hide who you are. Okay. Mm. You should have had Stripey do the talking. Mm. I know, right? I got a five. Alshaz lowers his knife slightly and says, What are you doing in that ridiculous getup? <laughs> hey, Alshaz! Gotcha! I fooled you there for a second! I saw your face. You didn't know who I was. Happy birthday! <laughs> How you doing, old buddy? And I, I approach him as I'm speaking to him. Weren't you going to have your sword out? Uh, no. Not, not yet. Not until we approached. But I will, when I get close enough, when I get within striking distance. Okay, well, as you're approaching, he's just... What brings you here? Um, just to say hi to the old crew, like reminisce over our memories aboard the ship. Of a few days ago? Yeah. Yes. Talk about our old old memories, the good old days. Remember the old times, Alshaz? I'm not sure you're all that welcome on the ship anymore. Aslo, we're almost within striking distance. Yeah, so how how close are they now, as he's saying this? You get right behind him without him noticing, and as Shaba's still about ten feet away. Okay. All right, I continue to advance as I answer his question. I say, yeah, I know. It was was rough times, but, you know, we've all moved past it. And we're, uh, we're ready to be friends again with everybody. Can Shaba see us coming up on him? Yeah. All right, I will draw my rapier at this point. Sing. And as soon as I get within five feet, I'll draw my short sword. Okay, roll initiative. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Whether you want to attack right. or not, you're in combat now. <sighs> What'd you guys get? I'm going on a four. I got a nine. Five. Not so hot. Yeah, well, you've got someone on your shoulders anyway uh, yeah that makes sense i'd be like hurry up guys <laughs> uh you have advantage on initiative remember oh i do yeah As you do ranger don't you shop oh that's right yeah ranger so what was it well that's sweet i got a 19 so 22 <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so shaba you go first all right so with my sword drawn i hover it so that the tip is right in front of his nose and i say now, let's be cautious about this. I wouldn't make any sudden moves. You're surrounded. But don't turn around, or I'll use this. Now, there's something we need to talk about, young man. And then with my other hand, with my free hand, I slide the box, the iron box, out of my cloak. And I show it to him, and then I put it away again. And I say, I think we should go somewhere where we can be alone. The Damage Guild Podcast. We have come to eat rations and slay monsters. And we are all out of rations. Welcome back to the Damage Guild Podcast. This is Jay Stout, and I hope you're having a wonderful Labor Day weekend here in the U.S. If you're not here in the U.S., I hope you 
have a great first day back at work this week because we're not doing that whole working thing. We're relaxing and we're resting on our laurels from our accomplishments this past Friday. And uh, we're having a great time doing it. Maybe getting out to enjoy the, one of the last barbecues of the summer or uh, lamenting the fact that summer is coming to an end. I know I certainly am. Um, but, you know, hey, with the the way the climate's going, maybe we'll have summer all year round pretty soon. So that'll be that'll be nice. Anyway, thanks for listening. Please go to Player FM and continue to subscribe. We're getting new subscriptions trickling in. We're getting into the top 20 now. We've also increased our search rankings on iTunes. So we're getting a lot more listeners that way. There were a few tweaks that needed to be made. We probably could have made those like a few months ago and uh, started having people just find us organically through search, and it would have been great. But um, now at least we've got things straightened out. So to those new listeners who have just, uh, who've just subscribed, who've just found us, um, we are glad you're here, and welcome to DGP Nation. Hope you're enjoying everything that's going on with the show. We are, as always, about three to four months ahead on the recording of the episodes. Um, so rest assured, we've got a lot of wonderful things coming up in the adventure for you. Um, some interesting decision points, great cliffhangers that Thane is throwing our way, and uh, wonderful character moments are all waiting for you in the weeks to come. So we hope you'll stick around. We thank you for being here, and uh, we will see you, as always, next Monday. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. That's a lot of talking for a round, but that's fine. Aslo? Uh, <clears throat> what he said. <laughs> I'll, I'll donate, like, four of my seconds to Shaba so that he can say all those things. <laughs> Give him a little poke in the back so he knows there's a blade behind him, Yeah, too. I do so. I've already instructed him not to turn around. He's still holding his knife, but he feels the blade behind him and sees the one in front of him and slowly lowers his knife and says, Where did you get that box? We can explain everything, but uh, we need a little bit from you as well. Why don't we all put our weapons away and keep this civil? And step over into this alleyway. <laughs> yes. I think we're past the point of being civil about this, aren't we? All right, fair enough. Then uh, just you put your weapon away. <laughs> <laughs> He's still holding on to it for now. Tokus, what did you want to do? Um, I'm the legs, so <laughs> I stand. <laughs> so you're not doing anything specific? I just stand there. <laughs> I'm thinking lots of things under my breath. Like, I'm like, what the heck are you guys doing? This isn't how we envisioned Plan D at all, but... I hope they don't do something stupid like let him keep his weapon. I, I just worry and stand there. <laughs> Back to Shaba. He's still holding his dagger, but he hasn't made a move to attack. And he doesn't seem like he wants to put it away or drop it either. Okay. I give him a little motion with the sword. I'm like, go ahead and stick that in your belt. And we'll uh, we'll keep this nice and easy. Okay. Um, Aslo, are you doing anything else? I would like to uh, go ahead and make an intimidate roll. I think Aslo suddenly shifts into like a 1920s gangster voice. He's like, all right, you listen to me, bub. We're going to slide on over into this alleyway, see? And you're going to like it, see? Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> and somehow that intimidates him. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see. <clears throat> that would be a 10. You can't see any particular reaction from him, and Shaba, you're looking in his face, and you also don't really see any <laughs> reaction from him. But he does give kind of an exasperated sigh, just... <sighs> and then he slowly sheaths the knife. Is, is that sigh as in, like, he's so pissed that he got got by us? Can't believe I got caught by these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh... Let's go ahead and mosey on over to that alley. You guys stay behind him, and uh, we'll, we'll all walk behind him. Okay. Do you keep your swords pointed? Keep my sword yeah. out. Yeah, I'm not going to put it away. Keep it out, but not, like, actually pointed at him, just kind of in my hand. Yeah, And we'll walk same. behind him, and I'll point over to the alley and say, all right, over there. Give a nice push with your sword, Aslo. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go that far. Stab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a rapier, so any amount of pressure would, yeah. So you lead him over to the alleyway, and you're now standing in the alley. Okay. Uh, we found this box in the cargo hold, uh, and we think you put it there. Tell us everything you know about this box. Look, I didn't really want to hurt anyone. The whole reason I'm doing this is so that I could keep my family safe, okay? You don't seem like a family man. I, I actually talk from, like, the mid part of the cloak. <laughs> you I open, open the, the crotch. crotch of the cloak. His head out. You don't strike me as a family man, Alshaz. <laughs> we got heads everywhere, sucker! <laughs> well, I don't think he can see you yet, anyway. Yeah, he's turned around, so it's like the perfect opportunity, and I couldn't... I mean, being Tokus, I couldn't resist talking at some point, because it's just too much fun. Alright, so, so to be clear, I'm standing in front of him, and they're standing behind, still? That's a good That's a good. Spot yeah. to be in. Okay. That box has coded plans as well as a sample of a weapon that is supposed to be used by Eminald against the armies in Voronald. The silver shavings? So you've already opened the box. Uh yeah, I wasn't gonna really say that, but I guess yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we Yeah, let's let's keep our cards. I like look down at Tokus <laughs> below me and he like looks up through the crotch and I'm like, let's keep our cards close to the vest for now, okay, Tokus? Yeah, let's not divulge too much. <laughs> You're just the legs, remember? Oh yeah. Okay, so I stand there. So we have opened the box. We have partially decoded the the code, the plans. And we saw the silver shavings, obviously. But they looked like just regular silver shavings. Well, then, why are you even questioning me? You should know by now. Uh, well, we, we sort of figured it out, we think. But we need confirmation, because this is kind of a huge deal. So, like, if you're a spy, it's pretty relevant to your future as a free citizen of Nanept. I wouldn't say I'm a spy. I was... That's the kind of thing a spy would say. <laughs> Okay, so not too long ago, Vornald made an arrangement with the Sahuagin. Our agreement was that various merchant ships would be giving them dead drops, planting these boxes for them to come and pick up and deliver to Vornald. These boxes would contain information from the spies, and Sahuagin would deliver it back to Vornald in exchange for small bits of cargo from the ships, as well as other minor payments. I wasn't too happy about getting those monsters involved, but my family lives close to the border, and I just want to keep them safe from any attacks. Mm. You did mention at one point that he spoke in a weird accent, I think. Not a weird accent, just one that you weren't familiar with, but... Anything I'm not familiar with is weird. Yes, I, I myself come from Vorinald. So you're doing this because you want to protect your family from Eminald, or has someone made a direct threat on your family? 
Like, is this just generally because of where they live, they're under threat of the opposing kingdom? Yes, they're... Emerald makes frequent attacks onto the border towns. But Vornold is already winning the war, aren't they? For the moment, thanks to these sorts of efforts. Ah, I see. If these plans aren't delivered, there's crucial information in there that could lead to those towns falling and my family being killed. Wow, well, um... That is kind of unfortunate. What happened... What are you doing with those plans? We sort of gave them to the king. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't mean to. Well, no, we actually totally meant to. That <laughs> said, yeah, I'm pretty sure your family is screwed. I'm really sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. time to write a letter post-haste and tell them to pack their bags. And Yeah, they need to get out of there, man. Get out of Dodge. I chime in, even though I'm supposed to be the legs. <laughs> Aslo. This might be a job opportunity. I'm talking about a rescue. A rescue. That's right. Of his family? We're going to rescue Alshaz's family. Alshaz, who is a spy and a traitor. And who we just betrayed by giving the information to the king that he was trying to prevent from getting into the wrong hands? <laughs> this is something we didn't foresee. And, I mean, I feel like... Shaba, this would really play on your heart, knowing that we killed some innocent civilians. Indirectly. Well, I mean, this is, this is war. Innocent civilians die all the time. We did give them, give the king the, the plans, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Although, Tokus, that brings up a really brilliant idea. We could, especially when times are slow... We could, like, run around causing problems and then selling our services to people so that they hire yeah. us to solve the problems. Kind of like the mafia. Dude, that's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my gosh. You're right. We could be the mafia of Minept. <laughs> we could sell Oops Insurance, like in Animaniacs, where they go yes. in and just wreck everything, and they're like, Oops, you didn't pay your insurance bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant, Tokus. Remind me to uh, give you a little bonus for that idea later. <laughs> I definitely won't forget. Okay. <laughs> He's like jotting it down, using a whole another piece of paper for it. Yeah, my, my hand that's not holding up Aslo on my shoulders. <laughs> right. There's just like this motion under underneath the cloak, just like fumbling. Well, Alshaz, I'm really sorry about your predicament. And I kind of like... I like put my sword underneath my arm and sort of straighten his collar and be like, sorry we, uh, we roughed you up. Um, but you are still a traitor, and um, <laughs> you should probably be in prison right now. I'm not a traitor. I was serving my homeland. Yeah, but you're in inept, and you're traitoring against inept. I am a sailor. But aren't you, don't you hang out here? Isn't this the home port of this ship? This is one of our frequent ports. It's one of the frequent ports of most ships. Yeah, either way, you're still an enemy to the crown of this city, of this country, really. Yeah, unless you have diplomatic immunity, which I don't think you do. See, the way I see it, we should just turn you into the authorities right now. Unless you give us a good reason not to. You're the ones brandishing swords on the streets. <laughs> yeah, but who are they going to believe? People that have gone and seen the king? Or someone who hasn't? <laughs> oh, he's got you there. Um... Yeah. At this uh, point, I just want to hurry home as quickly as I can and pull my family out of there. Look, look, Elshaz, we can, maybe we can figure something out. If we do you the favor of letting you go instead of turning you in, then maybe sometime in the future you can do us a favor. 
How does that sound? What sort of favor? A favor of equal or lesser value. How about that? (laughs) Sparing you uh, many years of imprisonment for another favor of similar uh, circumstance. Fine. I'll do it. I just need to get back to my family. Are we are we sure we should let him go though? I mean, isn't he an, he is an enemy to the crown, right? Yeah, I mean, he is pulling the old family routine. I mean, that could easily just be a ploy. It's really simple. We turn him in and we go rescue his family from a war zone. Oh yeah. We turn him in and we also look like heroes again to the king. All right. I I take my sword out from underneath my arm and I'm like, "Get on the ground." <laughs> <laughs> I've changed my mind. We've changed our mind collectively as a party. Do we have handcuffs? Uh, we have rope. <laughs> okay, have if rope. you're going to draw your sword again... No, I mean, I've had my sword drawn this whole time. Yeah, but if you're pulling it out in another threatening manner again, then he's going to reach for his knife. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I also draw my sword because I feel left out. <laughs> so now there's three swords on him. <laughs> we definitely have the jump on him, being that our weapons are drawn and he's going to draw his weapon, right? Yeah, I never put mine away. Yeah, I'll give you the first actions here, but you see he's reaching for his knife again. Okay. All right. I'm like, don't take that out. Uh, we, wanna, we want you to go peacefully and pay for what you've done. <laughs> uh, but if you touch that dagger, I will use this. And I ready an action for as soon as his hand touches the hilt of his dagger. Okay. Um, I guess we'll just keep the initiative order from last time. So, Aslo. Okay, um, <clears throat> I will do the same. I'll say, you better come peacefully with us, and I'll do, I'll do the same already in action. Okay. He reaches down and grabs the dagger. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, I rolled a tw- uh, 15 plus 5, 20. Four, so I got a 9. So, Shaba, you do hit. All right, five damage. He kind of mostly dodges out of the way, and you give him a cut going across his arm. Aslo misses, as he's already ducked out of reach of you. I'm not used to people ducking out of reach of me. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) He pulls out his dagger, and he jumps up and takes a stab at Shaba. Actually, a couple of quick slashes at you, and he gets you across the chest for uh, four points of damage. He says, I don't want to have to fight all of you. I just want to be let go. Well, uh, we are willing to rescue your family if you will go peacefully. You have our word. If you are truly innocent and you are not a citizen of this country, then I'm sure the authorities will see it the same way and let you go. The undoubtedly flawless justice system of these medieval times will will certainly (laughs) find you. Uh, innocent. I'm sure. But we would prefer that you at least present yourself, because we are loyal to the crown of Ormog. I want to guarantee my own life as well as my family's. I'm not going to prison. I'm pretty sure that you have more chance of dying not in prison than in prison. Tokus is turn now. So I'm going to whip the cloak off the front of my face and gently lift Aslo off of my shoulders. <laughs> and in swift motion, I'll step forward. And instead of uh, taking an additional action to unsheath my weapon, I want to go for something interesting. Let's see if you can work with me here. I'd like to go for a non-lethal attack. I want to pommel strike one of the backs of his knees to try to disrupt his footing. Instead of spending time to unsheath the weapon, I'm just going to kind of like do one of those, hit him with the hilt, basically. Hmm. Okay, so you're going to try a trip attack? Yeah. 
So should I make like an unarmed attack or non-lethal? This says uh, you can att- trip using the shove a creature special attack. Target must be no larger than one size category larger than you. Strength as- athletics versus strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics. Okay, so athletics check. Oh, okay. Uh, I can do that. That looks to be a 12. Okay, I rolled much higher than that. Oh, so okay. <laughs> you step forward, set Aslo on the ground, and then swing around and your sword lightly brushes the back of his knee. Hmm. I wasn't trying to tickle him. <laughs> <laughs> it has no discernible effect on him. This is a big guy anyway. Hmm. Okay, so Shava. Um, as my bonus action, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. I'm not used to casting spells. Yeah, I probably should have used my bonus action too. Oh yeah, those are a thing. It's too late. I've already passed my turn. I'll save it for later. Uh, that's 12. 12 hits. Oh, wow. Okay. He's not wearing armor. Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just coming back from overnight. All right, so that's ten damage. He staggers back a little bit. I don't want to do this, Alshaz. Why are you making me do this? (laughs) Yeah, if we kill you, not only will we not be able to bring you to the authorities, you won't be able to save your family, and we won't know where to go to save your family. That's right, and you won't get to go to prison. If you turn me in, they'll just kill me. What? <laughs> no, they'll put you in a cell and make you rot there for a little while and then let you go. If you don't die of some disease first. I thought you said you, were a, you weren't a citizen of Ormog, so what does it matter? You should go give yourself a fighting chance. Present yourself before the authorities and see what happens. It's better than dying out here in the streets. And um, also, if you could just shout out your family's address, if you're close <laughs> to dying, just <laughs> just go for it. Just shout it out. I have no intention of dying here. <laughs> I say, don't don't worry, Shaba. I've got a plan for my next turn. Okay. Okay. Well, it is your turn. Oh, is this the thing you should have done but didn't do? Yeah, this is the thing. <clears throat> so I um, I clear my throat and begin to sing, and I sing. Rockabye Alshaz in the dark, creepy alley. <laughs> when uh, when you betray the king, we're gonna give you over to the authorities. And I cast sleep. <laughs> um, I love that song. See. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, custom. It's a, it's a so classic. I roll five d eight. Uh, so far, I have two eights and a two, so that's eighteen. Uh, plus five and a two, seven. That's 25 Is that right? 25 um, And if he has <clears throat> 25 or fewer remaining hit points Then I put him to sleep Okay um, Thanks to Shavo's last attack mm. He has oh, yeah. 20 hit points Oh nice Phew. <laughs> So he staggers back And says no not giving up <laughs> oh, we never got his address. I know he wouldn't uh, say. He wouldn't don't worry, say he only it. sleeps for a minute. Oh, I guess we should tie him up, shouldn't we? Let's check in his wallet and see if his driver's license has it on. Let's tie him up first, <laughs> then we'll check his wallet. All right. So yeah, we tie him up and see if he has any identifying papers that say where he's from or that would lead us to the town where his family uh, lives. He doesn't really have any papers on him. Either way, I mean, he's going to wake up in like three seconds, so we could just talk to him again. Oh, sleep doesn't last that long? It only lasts a minute, yeah. Oh, okay. So we have enough time to tie him up, it seems. Yeah, so he's definitely hogtied. 
<laughs> a little bit of double clove hitch. We use one of your tent poles to carry him. <laughs> yeah, we we do the uh, Return of the Jedi thing and have him like hanging from a big pole. <laughs> and then, then we build a fire and hang him over it and say, "All right, you're going to tell us what we want to know. We're going to roast you alive and eat you." Well, if you want to be like true Star Wars, like me and Aslo should be the ones to carry him like on our shoulder. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, a little true, Ewok true. sized. So or else you guys could do your little stacking thing again, but then the pole would still be kind of tilted. No, I think that's really... I think we're done stacking. I did not like having Aslo on my shoulders. Uh, okay, so yeah, he doesn't have any papers on him that would leak back to his place of origin. So all you find is you know, a handful of coins and some... You find the key to the box. Well, these coins aren't going to do him any good in prison. <laughs> what do you say, Ezra? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, we, we get the key to the box. That's useful. Yeah. Well, see, now we can lock it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can lock and unlock. And it's sanctified. Yeah, it's a yeah. useful box. It is. Yeah, it's almost like a very, very minor magic item. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that written down. I guess we'll remember it. Sacred iron box. You want to write down the, the key, too, as well? Yes. Um, so when he wakes up, I realize there was a line of questioning that we didn't follow through with. I say, you mentioned something about a, a weapon being inside the box. What was that all about? That silver dust. That was one sample of a newly developed magical weapon that they're using to dispel all of those summoned creatures. Hmm. Oh. They found a way to equalize the playing field. Yes, with the use of that, the defenses in Voronold don't stand a chance. They'll just simply cause their entire armies to vanish and then overrun them. So it's a type of dispel magic? I was just supposed to convey the information through the box. I don't know the details. I just know that it somehow sends those creatures back where they came from. Hmm. So Eminol doesn't have silver coins that they can shave down into silver shavings? It's not just silver. There's magic to it also. Okay, so they're imbued with the magical properties. Do you know how many dispels that bit of silver shavings is good for? I don't know the details. I'm sure it's all in the documents somewhere. Well, this stuff's going to be very useful. You can cast Detect Magic now, Aslo, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, I can. I went to sleep one night, and then when I woke up the next morning, all of a sudden <laughs> I just had this newfound ability. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you wrote a new song. That lets you yeah, do. that's yes, it. Exactly. <laughs> well, why do I have the ability to action surge now? Did I just like do some push-ups? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably. Chop some wood. What is it in One Punch Man? 100 push-ups. 100 sit-ups. <laughs> yeah, I basically did the One Punch regimen for yeah. our downtime instead of tinkering. <laughs> Look how buff I am now, guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look at those gnomish muscles. <laughs> All right, good. Well, well that went uh, about as well as uh, we could have expected. To catch a traitor. <laughs> yeah, he found out who we were immediately. Shaba, we need to work on your stealthiness. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy how low I've been rolling on my stealth checks lately, even though it's my best skill. Um, so I throw Alshaz over my shoulder, and uh, we carry him across town to the castle. And Okay, so as you step out into the street... Uh, there's now quite a few people on the streets just getting ready for their sailing and so on for the day. So one of the dock workers looks over at you and he's like, Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? You kidnapping that poor man? Make way! Trader coming through! This was just some uh, drunk guy that we found 
he, he passed out back there, and we're just bringing him home. And you're Shanghaiing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's called vigilante justice. We are enforcing it. Yeah, we just saw the king recently, so there. We know him. We met him, in, like, in person, so... And that gives you the right to do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need to stop using that, guys. <laughs> we're just going to throw that around every chance we get. Did I tell you we know the king? Um, we are bringing this man directly to him right now, as we speak. Want to come? No, just kidding. You can't come. Only special people can come. Um, and you're not very special. <laughs> Only special people get to see the king. That's right. Special people like us. And I find the nearest town guard and I wave and hail him and say, Excuse me, excuse me, sir. It's a young man, probably 18 or 19. Hello, uh, we are in need of assistance. What did you do to that man? Uh, I dump him on the ground and I say, will you kindly carry this man for me? We're on our way to the castle to see the king. Shabba, you don't have to make him carry the guy. We just He just needs to know what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. This man is a, is a traitor to the crown. All right. Well, we'll need to bring you all in for questioning. Very well. I guess just uh, come with me then. <laughs> all right. And uh, I take off one of the tent poles and just slide it through his uh, Alshaz's wrists and ankles. And uh, then we... I carry it low on my end so that either Tokus or Aslo or both of them can carry it on their shoulder. Okay, so you have it down, all the way down by your side, and we yeah. have it, like, probably resting on our heads or something? <laughs> right. So the guard leads you over, not towards the castle, but towards the Arvin Military District, which is just north of North Waterside. So the military district is basically military housing, obviously, as well as training areas for the soldiers and posts for commanders to do their planning and so on. It does look very rigid and structured and organized. The whole place is planned out and kind of grid-based. He leads you up in front of a stone structure with iron bars here and there for windows. He says, all right, uh, we'll be taking him inside and... uh, uh, we'll be taking you inside as well to get your report. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> just look, just talk to the king. He knows everything. We just saw him earlier today. <laughs> we gave him all the proof of this man's traitorness, and he's got it in his chambers. So go ahead and just give him a holler. Can we huddle up for a sec? Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, this is like classified information, like the fact that he's a traitor. We can't really tell like the normal local authorities why Alshaz is a traitor, can we? I think so. I think the classified part of the information is the coded transmissions that we gave to the king. I don't think his being a traitor is really... uh, needs to be a secret. I'm really interested. This is a twist. I mean, the fact that he's got a family that is in harm's way, yet we're still taking him in. Yeah, because if he really wanted to help his family out, there are other ways that he could have done that. While I understand that some people do the wrong thing for what they perceive to be the right reasons. I think in this case, he went to extremes. I mean, we still know all the details, but I see what you're saying. That's why I asked him whether anybody had directly threatened his family. Like, said, be a spy or we'll kill your mom. Like, and Mm -hmm. he said no. (laughs) Because then I could kind of see a little bit more, like, okay, he had to do this. But this is just more in general, like, I want to fight for my homeland so I did some spying, which I understand that, but it's still... Wrong. Yeah, it's still wrong. At least from our perspective, because right. this is where we live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. A few of the other guards come out, and they bring Alshaz inside. 
uh, one of them comes out, and he's actually someone who you recognize from your meeting with the king. Oh. He says, you were saying something about the king having evidence about all of this? Do we know his name, or is he just a random soldier? Uh, he never said it. He didn't introduce himself in the meeting. Okay, but he was there. Yes. So he's aware of the documents. He was actually the guy who took your business card. Oh, okay, hey. Oh, so we meet again. What's your name, good sir? I am Captain Parthen Stoutheart. Ah, Stoutheart. All right, awesome. Uh. Well, Mr. Stoutheart, uh, we believe you to be of quite stout heart indeed, and those papers that we gave to the king were the evidence of this man's traitoritude. Trait... Traitor. Traitorism. Traitorousness. Traitoriousness. Yes. Well, I am somewhat inclined to believe you, considering the service that you've just performed. I must say that we frown upon vigilantes in this city. So do we. I'm glad we're on the same page. And I shake his hand. That's why we brought him in to you. That's why we brought him to you directly, <laughs> so that we didn't have to vigilante him anymore, and you guys could take care of that part of it. I pretend I know what the word vigilante means. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can do all the vigilanteing you want, so we're done We're done here. It's not that simple. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're welcome. We, we appreciate the work that you've done, and if you're willing to come in here and sign a few papers and explain yourselves, then I'm sure we'll be able to deal with this amicably. It's just that we can't have you going about and dispensing justice, even if you do end up bringing people to the guards. If you had suspected something, you should have alerted one of us. Mm, okay. Hmm. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, I, I gotcha. Alright. Re reading you loud and clear, Captain. Yep. So next time when we vigilante someone, we will make sure no, that you're no, watching no, us. No, next time. Oh, okay. No next time. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, okay. So we'll come in and fill out some paperwork telling you <laughs> that who we're the bad about guy to is. vigilante. Yeah. Okay. Right. Understood. Right. No, Shava. That's not what I. I don't think that's what he means, Shava. <laughs> Report to one of the guards. So I take about a half hour to explain what vigilanteism is to Shava. We don't Shava. have time for that. We have to sign papers. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I love signing papers. Let's sign some papers. <laughs> Do you take out your like your bookkeeping glasses, Aslo? Yeah, get to work. <clears throat> All right, we go. We go in. We comply fully. All right, he, they basically ask you questions about why you think he's involved with whatever. And I guess you just explain what he told you about everything without going into like super too much detail. We say that he admitted openly to us that he was transmitting this information from one side to the other. Yeah, he was he was placing the box. Mm -hmm. And involved in the uh, destruction of uh, a ship that bearing goods bound for an inept. He takes a report and then says, Now, normally I can't just let this sort of thing stand, mm. and the three of you should be put in the stocks or something as well. Yeah, a night in the slammer, eh? All right, I'm down. You guys good? Wait, what? No, let him finish his sentence first. <laughs> <laughs> it like he was about to change his mind. Shut up. <laughs> like, you, you interrupted him like, okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I don't think I can get you off completely free, so you'll probably still have to serve some time, yes. But I do have a potential proposal that I would like to speak with you about tomorrow, once you're out. Oh. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Sounds good. Hey, you know what? A jail cell is a step up from an alley. So technically, we're two steps up from Aslo's house. <laughs> I mean, this place is really nice, comparatively. Yeah, it's got windows, even. 
Like, I like this way better than Aslo's house, only slightly more than the alley. The roof doesn't leak. It's got a stone floor. Are we going to get food? You'll see when you actually get into one of the cells. <laughs> I'm dying for some bland cooking. <laughs> you'll probably <laughs> lap that stuff up. Aslo and I will take one bite and you'll just finish all three of our bowls of gruel. Super dry biscuits or rolls. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, it's just like home. I did say the stocks, not the jail cell. So oh, that's okay. You can throw us in jail instead. It's cool. <laughs> What's the difference? The stocks are the, the stockade is those things where they clamp over your neck and your hands and make you stand out in public so people can ridicule you. Oh. And throw rotten cabbage at your face. That seems worse because we're vigilantes. <laughs> that seems like really bad Wait, press for our company. Are we making this official now? <laughs> we're like starting a vigilante service? Not if this is how it ends every time. <laughs> Definitely not. Technically, we all showed up in capes, so all we need is the mask now, right? And we're just full-blown vigilantes. This could turn into like a superhero podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just as, as we're talking with this guard, I'll, I'll kind of say, um, so, you know, this is already a, a pretty light sentence. And, you know, you seem like the kind of guy who might enjoy a little bit of extra coin uh, every now and then. This is the kind of thing where we could uh, do some sort of trade, perhaps? I was considering letting you out of the stocks earlier, but if now you're just trying to bribe me, then I'm afraid you're going to have to stay longer. <laughs> Asla, what are you doing, <laughs> no. Asla? What are you doing? <laughs> no, it was purely hypothetical. It was not a bribe. I promise. <laughs> it was asking for a friend, really. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> can I whisper to my colleagues first for a moment, sir? <laughs> May I whisper? Um, not really. <laughs> Okay, so is it possible that we could have a say in what our punishment might be? Uh, seeing as we're an adventuring company, having our faces in the stocks, you know, in broad daylight, people would recognize our faces. We don't really want to besmirch this new company that we've made together. Is it possible we could do time in the slammer like Shaba suggested first? I've always wondered what the food there tastes like. <laughs> yeah, that'd be agreeable. How about how about instead of doing a predetermined amount of time in the stocks, we'll do twice as much time in the jail? Would that be a fair trade? I don't know. They say there's no such thing as bad publicity. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's really bad publicity. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which means really good marketing. It's even worse because you're a wanted man. I mean, oh, I didn't say that at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That was under my breath. <laughs> yeah, quick question about the stocks. Are we allowed to wear whatever clothing we want? Because we need to make some t-shirts, like, post-haste. Yeah. <laughs> they would just put you in on whatever you're wearing now. The triple A T. All right, I grab some paint. I find some <laughs> random dude on the Oh, we, we're going to have, like, an Alvin and the Chipmunks. We're going to have A's on our shirts. Yeah, we're going to have a little <laughs> advertisement on all of our shirts. If you would rather, I suppose I could just throw you in a cell... And fine you for the food that you'll be eating. Okay. Very well. Well, now that you put it that way, why don't we just go with the stocks? I mean, free advertising. I don't know if you understand the concept of reputation from where you come from. I mean... And the concept of just going with the flow. All right. Well, yeah, we'll go to the jail. That sounds fine. Won't be the first time. <laughs>